You're listening to DraftKings Network. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Mike Golick. God bless football, Mikey A. <laughs> and God bless football, Stugats. Yep, it is a big weekend, Mike. You have the Eagles-Dolphins game Sunday night, correct? Yes, I do. Looking forward to that one. See, what's going to be interesting, and I talked to my uh, play-by-play guy, Ryan Radke, about it, about, you know, we kind of talk about storylines and one of the storylines and I played for three teams in the NFL and these are two of them right uh, the Dolphins and the Eagles and I think one of the discussions we're going to have is which ring of honor will I go into first the <laughs> Eagles or the Dolphins <laughs> ring of honor I, th- I think that's one of the big storylines of the game right you should be in the Eagles ring of honor though you should be Mike no I shouldn't uh, yes you Stu. should thank you but no I shouldn't no we support Mike Golick on the show Billy what are your feelings on this ring of honor <laughs> really? <laughs> Come Here's on. what I would like. Here's what I would like. I would like that if you peeled an off the Reggie White, the Reggie White one, right. behind it was a Mike Golick one that nobody could see. Mm. But it's there. That, you that, have to peel off the Reggie White one. That was my career. I was behind Reggie as he got to the quarterback. <laughs> I was He always beat me by two steps, at least there, right? Right. Uh, maybe I'll be on their, their wall of fame for, like, media, uh, not for actual football play. Well, there you go. Mike, I want to get to some of the NFL games quickly. So, uh, there for me, there are three big games this weekend. We'll do Dolphins yep. and Eagles last year. That's the okay. game you're on Sunday night, Westwood 1. But I want to start with the, uh, with the Lions and the Ravens and your thoughts on that game. Because, Mike, it's interesting. Detroit, my entire life they've been really really bad and now people are talking about them as a team that could make it to the Super Bowl might be the best team in the NFL Jared Goff for MVP this is a really big game for both teams Mike oh a huge game I mean you look at Detroit I mean we know about their offense right because we saw it last year with the points they could score they're a top 10 defense Right. They, they are. They have lifted that part. They worked a lot on their secondary in the offseason. They are a top 10 defense now going against Lamar Jackson, who is on pace. You know, we talked about with the Todd Munkin, the new offensive coordinator, that there'd be more passing, less running. He is on pace for less than a thousand yards rushing, and he's on pace for a career high in passing. I think right a little over 3,500 yards he's on pace for, and his high was a little over 3,100 yards. So it's kind of holding true. Now, I do think eventually for Baltimore, he is going to be around that thousand yards or more and have to run right. to be successful to do what they want to do. But the passing is improving. But I, I, I've talked about this, guys, with Detroit. Not now. Football is the most popular sport in the country, and NFL is the most popular, and then it's college. So most people have a team. 
But man, if a if your team's not in it, or for some reason just like football and don't have a team, how do you not root for Detroit? Right? right. Yeah. Aren't they? I mean, they're about to go. If they go six and one, it would be the first time since like the seventeen hundreds <laughs> that they've been six and one. I mean, it, it's crazy <laughs> how long it's been for them. But I love the attitude that Jared Goff playing with an edge. Remember, Jared Goff is a guy his rookie year. Yeah. Didn't that when when they were talking to him out with the Rams didn't know that the sun rose in the east and set in the west. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we were having fun with that too. This guy has kind of rejuvenated his career in Detroit. Has that kind of chip on his shoulder attitude that the rest of the team has, which they got from Dan Campbell. So a great matchups on both sides, right? Big time offense for Detroit, high scoring against always tough defense from Baltimore, and now a top ten Detroit defense against Lamar Jackson led offense. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this one a lot. My golf is interesting from this standpoint. That's the rare trade in the NFL that really worked out for both teams. Exactly. Stafford went to the Rams. They won a Super Bowl, and now the Lions have golf. They developed him into a top five quarterback, top ten quarterback, whatever you want yeah. to call him, and they have him for the next ten years. Yeah, and the thing you can, unfortunately, the thing you can never get around is attrition. You see David Montgomery gets hurt in Detroit, and that's the one thing as we do all our prognosticating at the beginning of the year, you don't know who's going to get hurt. And somebody does. It's not an if people get hurt. It's when they get hurt and how bad are they hurt. Um, and, and that's what every team deals with during the regular season. And you hope it happens earlier and you're better by the end of the year. But what a great kind of close to midseason matchup this is with two teams that, that listen, a lot of us picked Detroit to win the division. Right. And a lot of that was because we thought Detroit was going in the right direction, but also that the rest of the division was taking a step back, especially the Green Bay Packers losing Aaron Rodgers. So, and for Baltimore, we are, we keep waiting for Cincinnati to get back to what they were, and it's taken them a little while. So it is Baltimore, and a lot of these teams in the AFC North are led by their defense, quite honestly, especially Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Uh, Chargers and Chiefs is an interesting game as well. We'll get to the Dolphins and Eagles last year. Chargers, Mike, I do not understand how a team with Justin Herbert, with Austin Eckler, with Keenan Allen, with Khalil Mack. I mean, this team should not be two and three. It's puzzling. They're a puzzling team, Mike. They're, and I just had them last week against yeah. the Cowboys, where the Cowboys uh, ended up getting that win. It, it They feel, I agree, Stu, they feel like they're underachieving, right? I mean, that's it. And and eventually, and unfortunately, I, I never call for firings, and I wish nobody ever did, but we know that's not how it works. That's what's going to cost Brandon Staley his job. He's a defensive coach, and his defense isn't good, right? You have this high-flying offense, but even that, I mean, their, three of their, their last three losses, I believe, were by less than eight points or something like that combined or a couple of losses out of that thing. They can't win the the big games. They can't get over that hump with all that talent they have on offense. It's been somewhat surprising, quite honestly. I mean, and the offensive line struggled while Dallas only had one sack. Dallas had a 47% pressure rate, which is crazy. It's almost half the times Herbert was in the pocket. He got pressured. So the, the, I, I am surprised as well. That's all I can say about them is they are they seem to be really underachieving with the talent they have. What'd you make of the Chiefs kind of admitting an error that they may have made this offseason and trading to get McCall Hardman back from the Jets? Isn't it amazing? It's almost like this is what Bill Belichick would pull off, right? Yes. Get rid of a guy before you're supposed to pay him big money, let him go somewhere else, and then bring him back on the cheap, you know, or or at a lesser rate or didn't have to pay him that money. And now you're doing that with Hartman. You may be doing it with Frank Clark. 
too, right? It's unreal how these guys and 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 these guys are sprinting away from their situations in New York and Denver. Well, Harvey uh, Gregory was released, so he didn't have a choice there. Right. But Mike, the Chiefs have become that team where if you're one of those guys who gets let go by a team, you have some talent or you're at the end of your career and you're fishing for a Super Bowl, you go to Kansas City, you know? Why not? I mean, right. you're, you're in the mix every single year. And if they're going to have you and so, and that's what we were waiting for. That was one of the worries for me in Kansas city is who steps forward in the, in the wide receiver room. Cause you know, you have Travis Kelsey Pacheco at running back. You have a good offensive line, especially that interior who steps up that it had been the rookie rice who had been stepping up some, but you needed somebody else to be able to trust. And maybe Harvin's going to be that guy. All right, Mike, your game Sunday night, Dolphins and Eagles, the big game of the weekend. Uh, you can make a case that this I mean, could be a listen, Super Bowl preview. So, I mean, this, I just just look at some of the some of the stats of this thing. Miami has a number one rushing offense. The Eagles have the number two rushing defense. Right. The quarterback hits. The Eagles are tied for second with San Francisco with 46 quarterback hits. Miami leads with 49, even though Miami statistically isn't very good defensively. Jalen Hurts ranks second in the NFL in total yards. Guess who he's behind? Tua. A.J. Brown is second amongst receiving yards in the NFL. Guess who's first? Tyreek Hill. I mean, this is just a matchup of top talent, even though the Eagles haven't been playing at the level that we've accustomed to them seeing that got them to the Super Bowl last year. They certainly had the talent to do it. Lane Johnson being hurt at their, on the right tackle position really, really hurts the Eagles. But, man, am I looking forward to this game. Billy. That sounds like a man who's calling a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you see it? He rattled off all those stats. I mean, you think, said a lot of nothing, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Didn't exactly right. I mean, there. just gave I, some I'm numbers. Usually, I, I'm usually not a stat guy, but the stats <laughs> match up to just how good these A sides of the ball are and individuals are playing this year. So, Mike, with all that being said, what is this game actually going to come down to? Well, I, I think it's going to come down to the Eagle defense. They're getting Jalen Carter back. He's back practicing again, so it looks like he's on the road there. And I think it's going to be how do you, slowing down this Miami offense, right? I think I think that's the key to any team. We talk about this a lot in the AFC, which obviously Miami is part of, is you have high-scoring teams in the AFC. The Chiefs could be a high-scoring team. Buffalo could be a high-scoring team. Miami can be a high-scoring team. So if you're playing them, and again, these two two teams wouldn't meet again unless it was the Super Bowl, but how do you slow that down? Because you either match scores or you have to find a way to slow them down. And I think this Eagle defense can slow them down, but it's always how you play the fastest, you know, receivers and running backs is not giving them the deep ball. But so what you do, I think in this game is you don't want to give them the home run ball. So the job of the defense is make the field shorter with the passes, make it get the ball out and make two, get the ball out of his hands to those very, very good receivers, but you have to tackle them right away. You can't give them the yards after the catch. Don't let him get the home run ball. Tyreek Hill over the top and Tua just laying it up there. And Tyreek sometimes having to wait for the ball because he's so damn fast. But make them throw the shorter routes. And they may have to anyway because of the pressure 
that uh, the Eagles can apply. And then you have to make the tackles right away, especially on those slant routes, or you see the quick hitch routes where the other receivers are blocking for them. Don't let those guys use space to their advantage. Uh, Mike, what do you say to people like Billy Gill who thinks Jalen Hurts is overrated? No, that's not that's not what I said. That's, that's not what I said. Right, what, sorry, I, sorry, what I said was actually yourself, what I said okay. was actually worse to guys. I guess to guys who we run with the idea that Jalen Hurts is a one trick pony and it's just a tush push. I mean, I, I think he's obviously proven he's more than that. No, he does now. Listen, he's he's got some interceptions, right? I mean. You know, that, that's that's part of it. You have to look at what seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. So that's the one thing that can hurt you is is turning the ball, especially in a game like this. You turn the ball over in a game like this, the one thing you don't need to do is give Miami any extra possessions. Right. So those interceptions would definitely hurt. But he has proven what a rushing attack that they can have, so much so that they let Miles Sanders go for a measly five, six million dollars to Carolina. Now DeAndre Swift, after he got his chance when Gainwell got hurt, has been doing a nice job, but that's how confident they are at the combination of running they can do with Jay. Jalen being part of that. He just can't turn the ball over passing the ball. And I mentioned the A.J. Brown yardage, you know, catching the ball, but they are accumulating a lot of yards, but not a lot of touchdown passes at this point. Switching over to college for a minute, I have a question, and I feel like I may know how Mike feels about this, but I'm not entirely sure. So for me, the game of the weekend is Ohio State and Penn State, number three, number seven. Yep. It's, it's a noon kickoff for that game. Mm-hmm. Now, Mike liked playing in the early games and yes. didn't like the night games, but right. as a viewer... I feel like I like it at night better than I do at 12. Now, sometimes there's really bad games at 12 o'clock. So you're looking for anything to watch where I'm watching like Marshall sometimes at noon on a Saturday. Right. (laughs) So like this will be a nice change of pace where it's like, wow, this feels like a big game at noon. But I also feel like then my day is kind of going to be done, and I want to build up to a bigger game at night. Mike, before well, you answer, Mike, Mike, before you answer, can we call him out? Billy has never watched a Marshall game oh, in I his entire Thund- The Thundering Herd, get out of here. He loves the Thundering Herd. <laughs> the yeah. Thundering Herd. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Well, listen. <laughs> I I know what you're saying because you kind of you do like to build the noon to three thirty to seven thirty, right? Kind of build up. But the the bottom line is for me, guys. I'm not gonna lie. I get freaking tired at mm-hmm. half by halftime of the night game because yeah. I've watched so much football. I get worn out. I mean, how great was it to watch? Did Texas and Oklahoma was a noon game, was it not? Correct. Yeah. Yes. I mean, how great was that? You finish with the pregame show, whether you're watching ESPN, or you're watching Fox, whichever one you're watching, and then boom, there you go. Texas and Oklahoma are kicking off of what a great game that was. So while Billy, you're right. I loved playing the earlier the better. I don't mind watching that good early game. And quite honestly, I don't mind if the big game is a 3:30 game. Kind of kind of work my way into it from the noon game. Because if that late game gets really Really, really good. Then I'm like, oh my God, I'm tired. I got to stay up for it. And it's all about us, right? It's all about us, how mm-hmm. individually. Forget the game. Right. It's about how it affects our our lives. See, what I look for is I look for good games at every level, meaning a good game at 12, a good game at 3.30, yeah. yeah. right. and a good game at 7.30. And you have that this weekend. I was going to ask, so what is your schedule you have, this week? Well, you have Duke, Florida State at 7.30. Right. You have Alabama, right. Tennessee at 3.30. Mm-hmm. And you have the noon game we just discussed. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah you do. Yeah. And the Duke, Florida State, normally you wouldn't think much of it. And, and uh, on a quick side note, that's a game Mike is calling, my son, for Learfield yeah. this week. So he, he gets another good game. He had Washington and Oregon last week. So, yeah, this is going to be – normally you see Duke-Florida State, and you're like, eh. But yeah. this year, it's uh, Duke is playing some ball. Florida yeah. State's been hanging on in a few games. So this, uh, th- this I think, is going to be a good one. And then, obviously, Tennessee and 
and Bama. They were two both higher ranked last year when they got together, but still both ranked teams and should should be a good game. It's amazing how we seem to have counted Alabama out already. Alabama is undefeated in the SEC yeah, game. Right, yeah. They are they are yeah. right there. Yeah. I mean, maybe you did, but me and Billy didn't. I can tell you that much. You know what I like? Well, I, you know what I, like? I haven't heard your guys, you know, your guys uh, we'll get uh next week. Yeah, we'll ranking next week. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah, you next know what week it's called. Don't pretend. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Yeah. You know what I like about this Saturday is if that Duke FSU game ends up being a dud. Utah oh. USC right there. Yeah, just well, that's a, a quick, big game as well. Yeah, just a quick flip I, I have been amazed with Utah. We I expected Cam Rising, their quarterback who blew his knee out in the in the I think it was the Rose Bowl last year. I expected him back. I think everybody did like three weeks ago. We were talking about him coming back and he still hasn't. And Utah, I mean, last two Pac-12 uh, championships are not going to get it this year. I think either Washington or Oregon are just too damn good uh, right now. But that that's been a shame for Utah not getting not getting Cam back. And USC, what what USC had a game against Notre Dame that Notre Dame had against Louisville, right. you know, and yeah. and that that just happens. Mike, did Penix Jr. win the Heisman last week? That was such a great game. That's what college football is all about. It's what it should be every single week. <laughs> so the amazing thing is, is before that game, and Caleb Williams had been having a, before the Notre Dame game, a better statistical year than the year before. And coming into the games, Washington, Oregon, Notre Dame, USC, Penix had become the favorite for the Heisman. And certainly after that game, four touchdowns against Oregon and Caleb Williams, Notre Dame defense, I mean, was they were like a goalie standing on their head in the playoffs. They they were phenomenal. Incredible. Xavier yes. Watts had one of the great games, uh, individual games all time. It was great to watch because I love because I love when Notre Dame takes out USC. Mm-hmm. They not only took out USC, they dropped the the Heisman Trophy winner probably from being able to win it now, though right. still who would have a chance. Small Penix, victories without win a question. Championship. I mean, but go ahead. Pennant. Penix, without question, right. is a high high favorite for this thing. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, quickly, Mike, Tennessee, Alabama, I love these games. Both teams have a loss, but it's a de facto playoff game because if you have two losses, you ain't getting in. If you have one loss, you're good. You, can, you still have a shot. I'm not saying you're getting in, but you still have a shot. You have that. With the with the Tennessee Alabama game and the Utah USC game, so but I want to focus on Tennessee and Alabama because you're right, Alabama is not done by any stretch, Mike. In fact, if they have one loss, I think they'll wind up uh, in the in the college football playoff. But what are your thoughts on this game? Well, I mean, listen, is Alabama starting to get it? Milrow again, more of that running quarterback. Then that passing quarterback defense stepping up a little bit more, but they're still a little worrisome. But Tennessee is not the team they were last year. So I think ultimately Alabama takes control of this. And that's the amazing thing is Alabama could be right there, right there at the end of the year, right? Playing in the SEC championship. And, and, and you're absolutely correct. The, and this is the last year of it because it's the last year of four teams. And a two-loss team has never gotten in, and a two-loss team is not getting in this year. So that can start next year with two-loss teams. We can start saying, okay, which two-loss team has a chance to get in? But you're right. A second loss, even with one out of the conference, one in the conference, you are not getting into the college football playoffs. But I think eventually Alabama, I think, is better than Tennessee. I think they get this win. And for us thinking Alabama's down a little bit, Georgia's still the team. Alabama's just – they're probably – Saban's probably pretty happy to fly under the radar and not have to talk about the rat poison media, you know, uh, are hurting 
his team anymore. Right. Focus on Georgia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't look over. Don't look here. Look over there. Look at the big bells and whistles over there. Not us. Uh, check him out every morning. Gojo and Golik. He does a show with his son every morning, 8 to 10 on the DraftKings Network and wherever you get your podcast. Also, Eagles, Dolphins, Sunday night, Westwood one. Kevin Harlan? Uh, Ryan Radke. Oh, Ooh. oh, come on! Ooh. I love Ryan. I know. Listen, no. we like we like Radke. We Man. love Harlan, though. I mean, I know Harlan <laughs> and Kurt Warner are back together on Monday nights. All Kurt right. was doing the games out of the country, so that's why he wasn't around. So mm. I filled in on Monday nights. All right, Mike. Enjoy the weekend, and uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Halloween week, Mike. It's coming up. Ooh. Love that candy, baby. <laughs> We're going to start talking about the big bars. You better be giving out none of those small, skimpy, crappy bars. Oh. <laughs> eating better is easy with factors delicious ready-to-eat meals every fresh never frozen meal is chef crafted dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week including calorie smart protein plus and keto also there's more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long with kids, it's hard to find the time to go out to a restaurant. Just head over to my fridge, got a meal out for me, a meal out for my wife, heated it up, and we were good to go. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Get pancakes, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to factormeals.com slash GBF50 and use code GBF50 to get 50% off. That's code GBF50 at factormeals.com slash GBF50 to get 50% off. Remember the best vacation you've ever taken? Make your next one even better with Get Your Guide. With Get Your Guide, you can book over 100,000 unforgettable experiences in the U.S. and around the world. Want to see the Grand Canyon from a helicopter? They got you. Watching a wrestling match in Mexico City? No problem. Or how about a guided tour of Rome's ancient ruins? Wherever you're going, whatever you're into, book your next travel experience at GetYourGuide.com. Why'd you get punched in the head? Right. <laughs> that was wild, wasn't it? It was wild. It looked like you're looked like you're the peacemaker there and you caught a stray. Hey Wait, man, well, sometimes the people that are the peacemakers, you know, catch collateral um, you know, damage. You know? Right. Can you walk us through that? Like set the scene. What happened there? What happened before yeah, the so, game last night? You guys got in a fight with the Dallas Cowboys, someone punched you in the head and your helmet came flying off. Yeah, so the good thing I was wearing my helmet. But um <laughs> here's what happened. So before the game, we all have like these big like stretch lines and do these little drills and, you know, people come out at different times. Well, the DBs come out of the tunnel and at the same time, Dallas had some group. I don't know if it was a D line or someone that was also coming out. And because of that, there was just like this crossing that ended up taking place. And apparently during the crossing, something was either said or someone was bumped and, you know, testosterone, you bump somebody. Now it's just a big old puff my chest, you know, mm -hmm. and so people are pushing each other around. And my drill that I'm going to is like right next to the area. 
And I look over, I hear a bunch of people hollering and stuff like that. And I look over and one of our corners, Zant, is in there like pushing this guy, like like pushing him in the face and they're pushing each other back and forth. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get my guy out. So I, I come jogging in, you know, I'm not at the same level of intensity that anyone is, right? So I come like kind of strolling in. These guys are all yelling, cussing each other out. And uh, so we're, we're two different mindsets here. And so I come strolling in like, all right, Zant, come on, come on. Like we can't be doing this bunch of knuckleheads. Uh, and all of a sudden, wham, like I just get hit from the side of the head. And yeah, my helmet goes flying. And I'm just like, what the heck even happened? I didn't even take, <laughs> you know, anything to or uh, time to stop and think. I just was getting my guy out. It was like my reaction. Like, hey, get your guy, get your own guys out. You get the guys that are right fighting out, then it'll die out. Um, and yeah, the Knights, you know, caught some of the the collateral damage, uh, like I said, going in there. But um, hey, nonetheless, I'll get, I'll get up in there. It's no big deal. <laughs> Did it hurt? Like <laughs> No, no. That's why I wear. Oh, that's why I said it was good. I was wearing a helmet because I, I know. But the helmet. way the helmet came off your head, it seemed like that might have hurt. I don't know. Was like, I mean, I don't know if you watch me, but I play running back, so I'm a human battering ram. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it in my nature to get hit really hard by these guys. <laughs> I'll say it, Austin. Dante Fowler's. A yeah. I'll say. Yeah. It. yeah. He's a. Yeah. Yes. He's a. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't say I don't know what happened. I don't know who said what, what happened. I just knew I was getting my guys out. I don't want them getting fined. So, hey, save your money, boys. I'll, I'll get you get you out of there. Austin, I did notice this. Once the helmet came off and you're in the middle of a scrum, you're like, I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> so that's what I did. I got my guy. I'm like, OK, let me get my guy. I'm getting out. And that's that was my contribution to, you know, trying to die down the, the altercation. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, that so was funny because I was all over the place. People were texting me like, "Hey, man, why are you out there starting fights?" I'm like, <laughs> "I am the, look, look. If if the circumstances are high, I'm signing up. I'll go fight. I'll do what I need to do. You know, I'll get it done. Um, and that like things like that. Like I try to stay so far as far away. Like I'm not trying to be around these petty fights, being around these you know high tension situations between people. Like come on. And if I see it happening with my crew, I'm gonna go in there, defend them, get them out of there because they need to be doing that. All right, so I got kind of an odd question for you. There was also a fight between the Browns and the 49ers, or there was about to be one. Then Trent Williams walked over and everybody just chilled out. That's because so he ends all fights. That's right. what I'm saying. So who's the guy on your team that you're just like, man, I just hope he walks over right now because then this is just over. Ooh, do we have a guy on our team? I mean, it wasn't you. We know that. No, it wasn't you. We saw that. <laughs> no, he got his helmet out of there, man. There, really. <laughs> I got to be honest. I don't feel like Josh Kelly really did you good there. Like, he should have punched Fowler right in the face, man. So, hey, hey, Zay, Zay did. Uh, Isaiah Spiller. He's uh, he's the other okay. guy. In the, I actually texted him. I was like, hey, thanks for having my back in there. Because he started going after him after he hit me. Uh, so, shout out to, to Isaiah. Do we have a guy like that? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I feel like... Feel like Rashawn, any of our offensive linemen, obviously, those guys are just huge. Um, maybe Rashawn Slater, that'd be a good one because if he gets involved, then you know it's real serious because that man is like laser focused. I'll go, Rashawn. but Austin, it's so out of character for you because peacemaker that makes sense. You as a peacemaker, that makes sense because that that fits your character. You as a fighter, does not like it, just doesn't. And so that's what like, I said. If I'm fighting, the circumstances are very high, you know, and it's, it's, we're, we're way past the point of, of you know, going back. Um, right. I got to be pushed to the brink. Um, When's the last time you've been in a fight, like a real the fight? The last time I was in a fight was my freshman year of, of high school. 
Okay. And I called this girl, this guy's girlfriend, you know, an inappropriate name. And he's like, all right, at the park, we're going to go fight. And um, so we went and fought at the park and I ended up, I broke my hand and then I, I got in trouble because I couldn't play um, basketball um, for the rest of the season because I had a cast on my hand. So no one wins. Like I didn't win. Right. Like I want sure win the fight, but lose. Now I can't even go play basketball. And it's right. like, come won on, you know, won the fight, but lost the war. Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah. I was like, come on, come on. <laughs> Wait, so that's some old school shit right there. I'll meet you at the park. Was yeah. there like a set time lunch, you man. showed up? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, his, him and his crew showed up and me and my crew showed up. Um, and this dude was, he was a lot taller than me. He was like six foot. And I'm still like five, six. Um, and I remember he was like older than me. So he was like, hey, you got to throw the first punch because I don't want to get in trouble. I was like, all right, wham. And then we just, boom, started going at it. But yeah. Wait a minute. The guy you were fighting said, hey, you need to throw the first punch because I don't want to get in trouble. Because <laughs> he was older than me. And I, he was like 18 and I was like 16. And so, oh, so anyway, we don't need minor. to go into the got details it. of my fighting. Yeah. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's digress that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we so appreciate you doing this because Billy and I, honestly, we were not sure if you wanted to do uh, today's appearance. Like you're coming off a game. It was a tough loss. You've lost, I think, three games by a combined 10 points. That's got to be frustrating, Austin, right? It's devastating, man. Um, you know, as competitors, we are expected to go perform and we have expectations for ourselves internally. And then we also have expectations for our team. And that's, that's kind of built up on, um, you know, the history of like, Hey, what kind of players do we have? What's the, what's the ceiling for this team? And those set the expectations where it's like, okay, we've seen a lot of good football from this team. And so that's going to set a standard where it's like, we expect ourselves to go and play at a very high level. And, you know, it, it is the NFL, which you, you can see, you know, any team can get beat on any single day. Um, you know, we, we saw both the undefeated teams get beat this yep. week and you know, this was no different. It's going to be a battle. We didn't, you know, make enough plays. We had opportunities. We didn't make enough plays, including myself, to to really put ourselves in a situation where we were getting out in front. And it was, um, you know, I think of it for myself. Like, there's there's such tiny little details that you know people on the outside would never even you know think about that make the difference. And it's just little, it's little techniques um, here and there that can spring you know as a, a one two yard run into I'm. Um, one-on-one with the safety uh like for for example there was a run down in the goal line we ran like a little power play and it was like on the three yard line and Rashawn's coming around to pull and as i'm running through i'm getting right behind him because he's going to kick out i'm going to get in behind there and he kicks he kind of gets bumped back just a little bit but i get turned because of it because i was a little too close to him i needed to get a little bit more separation so i could assess when he blocks out and make sure i get through there but i get bumped and i get turned and instead of being able to run forward and actually it would have been a walk-in if I wasn't obstructed, but I get turned. And so now I have to catch my balance and then I get finally get going vertical again. And the safety comes over the top and makes a play on the one yard line. And so little things like that, man, that make a huge difference. And you see him play out all over the place um, on offense and defense on, on both sides of the ball. And so for us, man, like that's why we practice. That's why we continue to go out there and try to minimize those and make sure that we're on all of our techniques and things. But yeah, it, it is frustrating, obviously, to especially to lose and then, you know, to be in a close game on Monday night. The whole world's watching. Um, but look, we have another opportunity to come back against the Chiefs. Um, I, I can tell you this right now. I cannot wait to get back on the practice field because I feel like, man, like, oh, like we had right. we had opportunities. We were right there. And so it's like, man, like I cannot wait to go practice to like get this stuff ironed out and then go show what we did um, during um, Sunday night or uh, Sunday game versus the Chiefs.
you might see Taylor, Austin. I mean. Oh, God, don't even start that, man. Come on, <laughs> come on. Look, good for them, but I, I was so happy because it's kind of died down in the past and uh, I actually started unfollowing accounts because some accounts wow. were, like, posting it, like, five wow. times, and I'm like, okay, like, now I'm out of here. Like, these are obviously, mm. like, trend chasers that are just like, oh, let's just post Taylor because it's going to give us a lot of clicks. And so I'm like, yeah, get out of here. It was actually funny. My family after the game said the same thing. And they're like, if they play on the Jumbotron, we're going to be looking down and make sure you don't look up. They're like, you better be locked in. <laughs> like, I'll be locked they in. want you to be locked in? <laughs> yeah, they're like, you better not be looking up at the Jumbotron. <laughs> Wait, I have a question for Billy here. Billy, did you see the uh, the final Chargers touchdown? Uh, where, where, because you have Austin on your fantasy team, and you've been waiting patiently for him to get back, and I'm certain I've you been, started I've him. Been, when no, they tucked not, it into Austin's stomach and then threw the ball, you wanted that, but you wanted a TD for your fantasy team so badly, didn't false, you? Falsehoods. I wanted a TD for Austin's charity. I wanted to raise oh, money for charity. Yes, in a couple of weeks, go. he hasn't gotten in the end zone. We need to raise some more money. There you go. Right. I, got, I got a lot of catching up to do on these touchdowns. We we're supposed to raise some money because I was supposed to score some touchdowns and I missed a bunch of games. So now, yeah, a lot of catching up to do. Uh, Austin, how do you feel? We probably should have started there. How do you feel today? Yeah, that that is actually the best part about today is my body feels like ready to go. Like like I came out clean. Like I'm I'm so excited. Like I'm okay. Yeah, I made it through a game. Like let's start stacking up. You know, more times where I can come through a game and, and come out clean. And so it's it's really it really is a blessing because yes, obviously we want to win the game, but you know, as you can see across you know the league every single week, there's guys getting hurt. You know, and it's you know minor to major. And so, man, like I love this game, but you know, I love I love living and, and being healthy even more. Um, so there's there's priorities, and that's definitely number one. And then you know, obviously it sucks losing, but really fortunate to come out of the game and give another try next week. I'm going to bring in a friend of yours really quick. No one on the Chargers, okay? Just someone yeah. who we're interviewing next, okay? It's Raheem Mostert. He's going to come into God, the Zoom here. Yes. Because I want to see. If, <laughs> I know he's your guy. He loves you. I know you love him. Yeah. But I want to see if he was watching last night and get his account of the fight between you and Dante. <laughs> Let's Tyler. do it. Let's do it. Right, Raheem. What's there up, he man? Is. How y'all doing? Uh, Raheem, we have Austin, we have Austin Eckler with us. We're going to let him go here in just a second. But we oh wanted your God. account of what transpired before the game last night. Did you watch it? What were your thoughts? Yeah, I saw the whole thing. Um, had it been me, ah. Austin, I think you did a hell of a job. I'm not going to lie, brother. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I, hey, I, I was protecting my guys. That's what I was doing. Get my yeah, guys you out. The, you did the right thing. You did the right thing. And me knowing you, that's that's like you. I yeah, promise. I appreciate it, man. Your, your, your get back is on the field. I, I love your tenacity, man. No doubt. No doubt. I appreciate it, man. Hey, and keep crushing out there, brother. I, I've been having so much fun watching you, man. I'm so happy for you. I appreciate that, brother, man. It means a lot of coming Heck from yeah, you, man. bro. Heck yeah. All righty, All boys. Right. I appreciate you guys. You guys have a good one. I'll see you next week. All right, Raheem, stay right there. Austin, appreciate it. I'll talk to yep. you in a little bit. But all, you want to promote the charity on the way out? or We're good. I got to score some more touchdowns so we can get this pledge rolling. Good. Let's uh, go. Scores money on Raheem's level. You know what? This man is doing it. You get money every time Raheem scores. He leads yeah. the NFL. Yeah, touchdown. I need to switch the place to him. You know? <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, we, hey, we can do it together, brother. Come on now. <laughs> Next year it's done. Next year we get it done. I love it. All right, All right. I love it. Austin, thank you, buddy. Uh, that was that was Austin Eckler. He comes on after the game. He is so great. Raheem, where are you going right now, man? Uh, honestly, I have no idea. My wife is <laughs> All of, all of a sudden, what if something? Um, and yeah, well, well, I'm gonna figure it out. I guess I think I'm supposed to be a couple meeting a couple teammates, and they're 
their significant others on a on uh, a boat or something like that. So, well, were you kidnapped? Are you okay? Or should we be <laughs> should wife, we be worried? Really? It's his wife. <laughs> yeah, nah, my wife's holding me hostage right now, right, man? I'm trying to think whose boat you would be meeting somebody. Uh, Tariq's? <laughs> no, 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 not his boat. Yeah, be careful. Those right. boat days careful. get a little out of control from what I hear. <laughs> uh, Raheem, quickly here. If I told right. you, if I told you before the season started, Raheem, that six weeks into the NFL season, you would be leading the NFL in touchdowns, you would have told me what? You're crazy. <laughs> but here you are, my man. Yeah, no, nah, here I am. I mean, it's honestly, you know, I, I just go out there and just try to produce as much as I can, as best as I can, and as, as of course, as fast as I can. Um, but it, it's fun, man. Honestly, it's 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 crazy to think that I'm leading the league right now. Usually, that's the other way around for Austin, right? Austin is the one that's leading the way. But um, you know, I just got to thank the guys up front and you know, the coaching staff and everybody, man. So, do you guys even sweat being down fourteen to nothing with your offense? Uh, no, nah, not really. We just know, you know, hey, it's time. It's time for us to to start making some hay. You know, try to do our best to to put some points on the board, especially. With a defense like them, man, they, they, they're they good defense now. It was amazing because they went down to the sidelines. You guys were down 14 nothing, and most teams, you know, they, their heads are down. They're sulking a little bit. Tua looked more confident than I've ever seen him in my life, down 14 to nothing. Yeah, he uh he knows how to handle the situation. I tell you that. Um, he does an unbelievable job. And, man, he's been, he's been, he's been killing it this season so far. So we just got to keep it going. You're playing the Eagles this week. You uh, you had a chance of getting them undefeated. Are you upset that they're not going to be undefeated when you get to them? Uh, honestly, I, to be honest, I don't even look at it like that. It would have been nice to, you know, break that streak for them, but, you know, another team did in the, in the Jets. So, you know, it just that means they're going to be a little bit more amped up and juiced up for the Sunday night game against us. Are you ever surprised with how much running room you have? Like, are you ever, like, bust through the Crazy. hole and you're like, man, somebody should have been here, but <laughs> I guess I'll just keep going. <laughs> I, I, I do get surprised at times, but, you know, I, I honestly, I'm I'm a little more hesitant. If I start thinking about, you know, wow, somebody should be here, I just, I, I wouldn't be playing fast, you know. So I'm glad that, you know, it's all working out just fine for me right now. Uh, Raheem, what do you say to people that say Jalen Hurts, he's got one move, the tush push, and that's it. He's overrated. Billy's one of those people. I, I wouldn't say he's overrated because obviously it's working, you know, um, the tush push, man. They, they're trying to put a ban on it. Not, I, I don't know, man. I think that it's a, it's a good play, but I don't, I don't, I hope it just doesn't work against us. How about you get into the end zone on your own? I mean, Tua doesn't have anyone pushing him. He just gets in the end zone. That's it. Hey, you just got to find a way and, and they found their way. So. People are saying the Dolphins are the best team in the NFL. Do you think you're the best team in the NFL? You know, it's hard to argue that statement after what we've been doing. But, you know, I I just try to keep a level-headed. Me and the game, we just try to, you know, keep that level-headed because there's a lot of good football to be played left. And it doesn't matter what you do early on in the season or middle of the season. It's what you do at the end of the season to, to lead you into the playoffs. And so if we got that level head like we, we've been consistent with, then – um, you know, we'll we'll be fine. But, you know, to be considered as one of the, the best, you know, teams in the league right now is, is definitely a statement, you know, to the to the whole the whole league. We were uh, we were discussing with Austin, obviously, that fight before the game. And then he told us about the last time he got in a fight. He met a kid in a parking lot and they got in a fight. It was like back in high school or something. Raheem, you don't seem like a fighter, but I'm wondering, <laughs> when's the last time you got in a fight? Man, I actually just had a conversation with my wife. Uh, it was back in college. I had gotten to it with a. A basketball player he had did some things you know at the time my wife was my girlfriend 
and uh, you know, it just it got out, it got out of hand um, at a at a frat party or a soccer party. Um, but yeah, it was, it, I had just saw a guy um, yesterday. Matter of fact, um, Kelsey Barlow, who was a, a basketball player at the time at Purdue, and we ran into each other at at this facility that I go and get treatment and stuff like that on you know outside of the Dolphins and. Uh, Man, it was crazy. As soon as, as soon as uh my trainer mentioned my name, he sat up in his chair and was like, "Wait, you beat my best friend up?" And I'm like, "Wait, who are Kelsey Barlow?" And then it just clicked. Like, it was crazy. He talked about how the whole thing went down, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I kind of did go after your boy, man. I, I, I apologize. It's not like me anymore, you know." But uh, it, it was funny though. It was it was a good. Oh, moment. it's amazing. Uh, Billy, this is the perfect person to ask. I'm telling you because Halloween is a big deal where mm-hmm. uh, where me and Raheem live. He uh, Raheem's already shaking his head. Yes, you know, everyone's yep, out in the golf yep, courts. Yep. Everyone's partying. Everyone's celebrating. Uh, are you a big Halloween guy, Raheem Mostert? I am a big Halloween guy. We definitely take Halloween a a little bit serious over at our house. Uh, if I go to the Mostert house on Halloween, what should I expect? Am I getting big bars? Like, what's going on here? We'll be in Europe at the time. You know, it's oh, okay. the Germany trip, so we'll, oh, we'll probably right. be up in Europe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but typically what we do, man, we'll, everything has to be big. Everything has to be bright. Um, and it also has to be spooky. I think that's the three big, you know, components in, in making a house go on, on, especially on our street. You know, you know yes. our street is, yes. is live and bright. On, yes. on, in our communities. Do you want me to man your house while yeah. you're away in Germany? Like, what do you want me to do there? Oh, I mean. Yeah, Why would he I, want that? You know what? Uh, I maybe. Like I mean, listen, he doesn't want to be mean to the me kids, John, Billy. Me and John got a connection, Billy. Me and John got a connection. That's here, okay. Right? We community neighbors, man. You got right. to respect that. Yes. Yes. So would you like me to be there? Cause I'll be there. I mean, I'll take care of the house because my wife will be <laughs> home. She'll be here. She'll take care of this one and I'll take care of the mustard house. Okay. <laughs> All right, sound like a plan. <laughs> Billy is so puzzled by this. Yeah, place. it's weird. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Billy, Billy is like literally like shocked right now. It's uh, crazy. Wait, Raheem. So I noticed that you were on the uh, the Pat McAfee show, okay? Because yeah. you lead the NFL in touchdowns, and because you're a big star, because you're great. You're great at this, okay? But I am wondering, because we have laid down a challenge. Now, I hope you play in the Super Bowl, obviously, okay? Billy, we all hope that – well, I don't know if Mikey does. He's a Jets fan. (laughs) But Billy definitely does, okay? Um, And I am wondering here, if you don't make it to the Super Bowl, we have issued a flag football challenge to the Pat McAfee show. I like Pat. He's a friend of mine. I know Pat. Okay? We have – Billy, you missed the show (laughs) the day we did it. But we did it, okay? (laughs) And I am wondering, because they kind of outnumber us. They have better athletes, is what I'm trying to tell you, Raheem. Do you think you would be on our team or Pat McAfee's team? And I'm hoping the answer is our team. We need you. Hey, look, if you know who I am, I'm a big underdog guy. And yeah. obviously, I think there's a, a, a statement right now that you guys are the underdog. Huh? So yes. I guess I got to roll with the underdogs. Thank you. Uh, we get you an Eckler and we become the favorites, though. That's yeah. the deal. Well, they, they, they have saving coaching. So <laughs> don't worry. We'll, we'll get we'll get McDaniels to coach that up. Oh, oh my I God. Like this. Yes. Oh my okay. God. I mean, I almost don't want you to make the Super Bowl now. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. All right, man. Enjoy yourself, Raheem. We appreciate it. We're so happy for your success, man. Leading the NFL in touchdowns. Uh, what a great story. What a great team. What a fun team to watch, man. Good luck against Philadelphia, my friend. I appreciate it, man. And thank you guys a lot for having me.
It is time for this week's edition of Steal Your Gouts, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Week 8, college football. Got a lot of games. Big weekend, college football. Penn State at Ohio State. Penn State getting five points on the road. This is a spot where Penn State normally trips up. They will again, but they'll cover the spread, and that's all that matters. Ohio State wins the game by three. I'm taking Penn State. They cover the spread. They are plus five. Oklahoma, the Sooners, minus 17 and a half at home. Take it on UCF. Buy it down to 17. Oklahoma wins. They cover the spread. Oklahoma by 24 points. The Air Force Academy, they're minus 10 at Navy. Buy it down a half point to minus nine and a half. Air Force wins. They cover. They beat Navy by 14 points on the road. Rutgers at Indiana. Rutgers is minus five on the road at Indiana. Rutgers wins. They cover the spread. Rutgers wins by eight points on the road. Tennessee plus nine and a half at Alabama. Alabama's going to win the game. Tennessee's going to cover. Buy it up to 10 points. Alabama wins by four. Tennessee covers the spread. Iowa minus three and a half. This is for Lucy. They're taking on Minnesota. Buy it down to three. The Hawkeyes win. They cover the spread. They win by a field goal. Why? Because that's all they do is kick field goals. Missouri minus seven and a half. They're taking on South Carolina at home. Buy it down to seven. I like Missouri. Pretty good team. They win. They cover the spread. Missouri by 10 points at home. Michigan, minus 24. Take it on Michigan State. I think Michigan is the best team in the country, but I have no proof they haven't played anybody. I know Michigan State is really bad. Michigan wins. They cover the spread. Michigan by 31 points over Sparty. Duke, plus 14 and a half. Take it on Florida State at Florida State. Florida State wins the game. Duke covers Florida State by a touchdown. At home, take the Blue Devils. Stanford, plus 17 and a half. They're taking on UCLA. They're at home. UCLA is good. They're not good enough to beat anyone by more than 17 and a half points on the road. Uh, Maybe they've done it. I have no idea, but they're not doing it this week. Stanford loses the game, but they cover the spread. NFL, Buffalo at New England. Buffalo is minus nine. New England, really bad, really bad. I can't believe I'm saying this. Buffalo, they're pissed off. Buffalo wins. They cover the spread. They win by 17 points on the road against the Patriots. The Lions might be the best team in the NFL. They are plus three at Baltimore. I want you to buy it to three and a half. The Lions, they win the game outright. I don't know why I'm buying a half point, but I am. Lions win the game outright. They beat Baltimore on the road. Lions by a field goal. The Bucks minus two and a half at home against the Falcons. I'm taking Tampa to win the game and cover the spread. The Bucks by 10 points at home. The Giants plus two and a half at home against the Commanders. Buy it to three. Giants plus three. They win the game outright. They beat the Commanders by four points at home. Colts plus three. Against the Browns at home. No Deshaun Watson. Buy it up to three and a half points. No Richardson either. But I'll go with Minshew. Minshew Mania. It's back. 
The Colts win the game outright. They win by a field goal at home. Seattle at home. Take it on the Cardinals. It is minus seven and a half. Buy it down to seven. Seattle wins. They cover the Seahawks by 10 points. Chargers plus five and a half at Kansas City. Kansas City wins the game. The Chargers cover. Buy it up to six, by the way. But Kansas City wins the game by three. I'm taking the Chargers here. Rams, minus three at home against the Steelers. I'm going to regret doing this. Why? Because Mike Tomlin. And because that team, they defend every blade of grass. Uh, Buy it to two and a half. I am taking the Rams to win and cover the Rams by seven points at home. And finally, big game of the weekend. Dolphins, plus two and a half at Philadelphia. Sunday night football. Buy it to three. Dolphins plus three. The Dolphins, they win the game outright. They win by 14 points on the road at Philadelphia. And on Monday, everyone's talking about how the Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl. Those are the picks, everyone. Good luck. How are you feeling? I heard you were sick. Oh, man. I heard your tummy hurt. How are you feeling? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I haven't been as violently sick as that in a long time. Um, Weren't you sick a couple of years ago? Pretty sure, yeah, that's right. Made smart, smart life decision early on. I might have helped my dad as the quarterback of the Giants, but either way, who cares? Wait, How about on. that what? greeting from Billy, though? By the way, I mean, he acts like he cares about you, and then he starts with a whining. Oh, my knee hurt. Oh, I know. Well, yeah, right. Well, it's typical Billy. Typical right. Billy. Hit you, hit you below the belt. That's kind of what he does. No, I care about you. Know that. I don't know if we're recording yet, so let's not get too excited. <laughs> oh, we're not recording. Why not? I was. I thought we were. Hold on. Let me make sure we're good. It's like we are. Uh, I mean, how about instead of being so smart ass, you press the record button. Record button, guys. boy, Sims. Get after okay. him, Sims. I, I mean, feel- I only got no spleen and had a bacterial infection, <laughs> you know, that I could die from. But you make fun of it. Okay? No problem. You just oh, had one now? A bacterial infection? <laughs> well, food poisoning is a bacterial infection. You were not yes, going to die is. from food poisoning, Chris. Listen, it's like a uh, listen. It's a fancy name for food poisoning. Okay, and that's what it is. To be honest with you, I don't know what I don't know what I haven't thrown up that many times in the three hour span ever in my life. Mm. Wow. Uh, I don't want to get too graphic, so we'll just leave it at that. Okay. Sure. Poor we him. have a surprise for you today, Chris Sims. Does he not know? Wow. He does not know. Oh, wow. That's nice. Really? Yes. What do we does got? does not know. Wow. Okay. Oh, Billy is now so excited. I mean, are we recording yet? Yeah, we're recording. We have a surprise okay. guest for you I'm coming scared. up. I'm scared. I didn't know, know it was a surprise. Here. Sims, a I have one. said there, there are a few people in my life where upon seeing them, they make me smile. Okay. Greg Cody is one of those people. You're one of those people now. Uh, not for me. Uh, not for Billy, but for me. Chris Cody has become one of those people. My father. He is one of those people. Uh, Christopher Mad Dog Russo is one of those what people. Are you doing? I believe what, the person we're about, we're about to bring on is someone, when you see them, and every time you see them, you are going to smile. Okay? Okay. All right. All right. We'll see. I have All a, right. a prediction for you, Sims. I have look a prediction. Him. Look at him. He's excited. Look at him. I, I haven't know. seen I'm Chris excited like and nervous. <laughs> I'm going to be like, who is they bringing on? Who I, is it? I feel like this person is going to struggle with Zoom. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Worse than Golic. Yeah. 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 So this is this my dad? It might be my no. dad. No, no, wow. no. We'll no. get your dad on at some point. But, uh, you know, the last time I texted your dad, he goes, I know you and my son are up to no f- 
fucking good. I'll be with you in a couple of weeks. That was like a year ago. I mean, <laughs> oh, well, that's you got to stay on dad for I sure. Will. I mean, he text messaging, anything like that are not strong points for him. Uh, we will get to the surprise guest in a second. PFT with Mike Florio, uh, the Unbuttoned Podcast, Football Night in America, big one this weekend, Sims. Dolphins, Eagles, big one for you, big one for Billy. <laughs> oh, it's going to be awesome. I'm really in. This is, uh, I think, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think if we had any other. We've had some good matchups. 49ers, Cowboys a few weeks ago, of course, was that. I think I'm actually more excited about this. I am. Just because we know how good the Eagles are, how talented the roster is. Uh, they're not playing their best football. And Miami, you know, I know they went to the playoffs last year, but they're new to the Super Bowl standard conversation, right? So this will be a big test for them on the road, on a grass field, late October, playing Philadelphia is going to be pissed off about how they played last week. Uh, and, of course, there's just a lot of X's and O's to be excited about in this type of football game for a guy like me. Yep. Were you more surprised, Chris, by the 40, uh, 49ers losing last week or the Eagles losing last week? Oh, I, mm, it, it's, I, I'm going to say the 49ers, I think just because – not not more just because Deshaun Watson didn't play, right? I just thought when, man, when Deshaun Watson, I heard he wasn't playing on Thursday or Friday. I just went, wow, uh, that's just going to is as much respect as I have for that Cleveland defense and everything. That's just going to be too much for them to overcome. Uh, but a phenomenal performance by them. That was surprising. You know, the Jets one, of course, was shocking as well. But I mean, if you made me bet on Saturday with the current status of the, how the rosters and the quarterback were, yeah, I think the 49ers one shocked me a little bit more. Chris, the trade deadline used to be kind of ho-hum, but it's coming up. And I'm I'm curious if Chris Sims were the czar of football, what's one move he would make? Who who would you take and put where? Right. Damn, that's um that's one I wish you would have gave me a little warning about just to no, think a no, little no. bit. But but no, I mean, I, I think, you know, the Bills getting another weapon, I think we're back there at that point again. Oh, that just comes to my mind right away. Yeah, uh, but how are we back here with Josh Allen? We were raving about uh, Gabe Davis last week. We're off that train again. Yeah. I mean, what happened? Well, it wasn't last week we were raving. Oh, about yeah, two it. weeks I mean, ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but you know, uh, I I think here it's the second week in a row two teams played. Here was the big thing to me without getting too deep into the weeds here and all that. But the Giants did a little bit of what Jacksonville did, maybe in a different way, but basically said you're not going to throw the ball deep. And we're going to limit your running and scrambling and the magic plays. And the Giants were great at that. If you really go back and watch the film, they kind of all said, hey, we're going to push the pocket. We're not going to go by him. We're going to keep eyes on him. And if he breaks, we're going to break with him. Now, he still broke the pocket a few times, as we know, in that miraculous second touchdown pass. But for the most part, yeah, they gave them issues. Buffalo has to find something else in their offense that, ma- that makes defenses have to think about it. It can't just be bomb to digs and Josh Allen scrambling, getting it done. Now, whether they have to be stubborn and the patience with the run game or find more of a surgical five to eight yard passing game to start to get people to come up and, and respect that and defend that, something has to happen. But, you know, they're going to be good. I know that. Can they get to where they want to go with this current formula? I don't think they can. No. All right. There is a, a big guest in the waiting room here. Very We're going to bring exciting. him on right now. My guess is Chris Sims is going to have a big smile on his face mm. when he sees this man. And this man is going to have a big smile on his face 
when he sees Chris Sims, I hope. Look at that, Mr. <laughs> Mac Brown, the man, the myth, the legend. What's up, Coach? I'm doing great. I didn't know. <laughs> I'll tell you, I was, I was coming on because of you. I thought they'd at least tell you. No, they don't <laughs> tell me anything, Coach. They don't. They're jerks, this crew here. So oh. be careful. Tread lightly, okay? <laughs> That's not nice, Sims. <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> we reunited you with your coach, man. Ken. Is there a cooler background? See, Mac was always so cool, right? And he knows how to look. Look at his background right now. He got the Air Jordans, all the North Carolina gear. I mean, Coach, uh, you're the man. That that that'll reel in some of those young guys for sure. Got to be the cool place to be, right, Chris? That's it. <laughs> no doubt about it, Coach. It's seventy-two. You have to keep trying to be cool. So it's uh... <laughs> well, no, Coach. I want to start right there. How do you stay cool at seventy-two? Because I'm fading at fifty-two. You know, I, I saw something from Toby Keith yesterday that said, "How old would you be if you didn't know the day you were born?" And that's pretty cool. So you can't let a, a number be your age. And I, I feel like I'm fifty-two. And, right. and one of the reasons I love doing TV, but I, I love being around these guys. And they just keep me young, and, and everybody talks about all the problems in college sports. The thing that hadn't changed are the guys. They still love to play. They still love to compete. They're still at a, a very influential time in their lives, and I love being around them. And, and what a gift for somebody that might can help somebody that's struggling change their life. That's what makes Coach Brown special. It is. He was always open to – listening to the kids as far as what's cool, what are they doing, what's the music you're listening to. So he tried to, you know, conversate and relate to us, which was like much respect to him that way. We always found that really cool. And then, of course, his wife is really cool too. So she really keeps him cool. Sally's about – she's top five coolest wives in college football. They don't get any better than wow. her. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. So they got a dynamic duo working. And – Coach Brown, just because you brought it up, but 52, like you still look 52, and I can still remember the day you turned 52. <laughs> we were getting ready to actually get off the bus to play North Carolina, and it was his 52nd birthday, and I remember getting off the bus and going, Coach, we're going to put 52 on them tonight, okay, for you. <laughs> Yeah. And I think we did, right? I think we scored 51 or 53, like right around there. I think it was 51 to 31. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Coach never forgets a victory, Sims. <laughs> knows the exact score, knows everything. <laughs> I, I do remember that uh, I walked out on the field, and, and Mac McWhorter and I looked a lot alike. He was the offensive line coach. He walked out on the field first, and they all booed him. And he came back in and said, God, they thought I was you. And I said, yeah. So after the game, we, we win big. Chris plays great. And gosh, Roy Williams made one of the best catches I've ever seen behind him. Right, right. When the game was over and Selvin made a long run. And uh, so we're, we're sitting there after the game and the media says, how would you feel being booed in Keenan Stadium? I said, oh, I was booed, booed here for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Chris has told us, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, that Roy Williams was the best college football player he's ever seen, right? Yeah, I mean, both Roy Williams, actually. I would yeah. say Roy Williams on Oklahoma was the best defensive player I played right. at, yes. played against when I was in college. I, I don't think I'm putting this lightly, Coach. I mean, he's one of the greatest athletes I was ever around. 100-meter, 200-meter, long jump, high jump, adjusting the ball. He could do it all, right, Coach? There, yes, and there was a day in the Cotton Bowl that Chris and, and Roy teamed up and – 
beat a Nick Saban team 35 to 20, and it wasn't even close. It, it wasn't near as close as a 35 to 20, and he had a reverse for a touchdown. Chris hit him on a skinny post. He hit him on a takeoff. I mean, he's just – he's one of those – Six three plus guys that could run four three. I mean, right. he, and caught, had big hands, so he could catch everything. Huge. Yeah, uh, Huge coach. Hands. I will tell you that Billy just informed me that Texas, you won that game fifty two to twenty one. So Chris Sims was indeed right. I mean, nailed it. And I had us fifty one to thirty one. So that shows you seventy two slipping a little bit. <laughs> Don't take a point away from Chris Sims. <laughs> I don't, I don't. <laughs> Coach, what was it like recruiting Chris Sims? Did his dad get in the way? Like, what happened there? Chris was great. Chris was uh, – he got enamored. I- I'll say this. Chris is so direct, and I love him for who he is. He got enamored by Tennessee, and that that's huge stadium and fan base. I got it. And uh, they were probably more aggressive in the recruiting than we were because we're, we're who we are, and we say this is what we got, and we'd like for you to come here. And then Chris was strong enough that after he, he felt like that it wasn't as good a fit for him, uh, he changed. He just flipped. And we don't flip people usually either. So right. uh, I thought it was great. And for us, and sometimes it was a little weird. The, uh, Major Apple White was the small redheaded guy that was there. and He was a fan favorite. And I loved him. And Chris was coming from the Northeast. And there weren't many guys from the Northeast. And, and Chris won I think you were 22 and 7, 20, 25 and 7. Somewhere in there. Somewhere. It was pretty good. But we didn't beat Oklahoma the first couple of years because that's when they were really hot. Well, we were killing A&M. Yeah. And when you're beating somebody really badly, like we were beating A&M, nah, we don't count them anymore. We only count the one lose. <laughs> and we lost a conference championship game to Colorado, who was really good that we had killed earlier in the year. So there are a few things that didn't happen as well as they could have because we could have as easily won a national championship when Chris was playing uh, as we did when Vince was playing and then lost one when Colt was playing because they're they're three of the best quarterbacks uh, that have ever played the game. Uh, let, me, let me piggyback. That's very nice of you to say, Coach. And yeah, I mean, we didn't go to the national championship because of me. I mean, I, I was played my worst game my junior year in the Big 12 championship game kind of started out hot. Uh, coach was always really supportive of me. But even, Stugatz, to your question of, like, the recruiting, yeah. you know, th- so Coach Brown was at North Carolina, and I was always like, man, this Mac Brown and his staff, I love them, right? I didn't know if I wanted to go to a basketball school, okay, as the number one recruit in the country. He goes to Texas, and, you know, I go on a visit. I want to go see Texas, and, you know, they're selling, hey, we're going to bring Texas football back. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. But I wasn't quite sure. I knew I loved my visit, the team, and Coach Brown. I committed to Tennessee. They had some coaching changes. And even when I committed, I was like, I don't know if this is right, but, I, you know, Major Applewhite wasn't there. I might have to redshirt a year. I thought, okay, I'm going to play after that. There'll be no issues. So it might have been less risky. But as time got closer and closer to signing day and to max credit, because he wasn't like he was calling me, asking me to switch or anything, I actually think I called them. I called Tim Brewster, uh, who was recruiting me. And I was like, hey, you know, maybe you should keep calling. I'm not so sure I'm going to go through with this Tennessee thing. And he'd call and check in. And then one day I think I called Coach Brown. I said, I I think I'm going to make the switch. And he's like, okay, that's a bold move. You sure you want to do it? 
and I did it, and I got a lot of hate mail from the other UT for a long time, but uh, still had a great time at, at the real UT, as I like to call it. Chris signed with us, and and the number one defensive player in the country, C Red. Yeah, Corey Redding. That's Corey Redding. That's what got us started, because then, quote, Texas a lot has said we're back, and we haven't been back all the time, but. That was a message to everybody that when you can sign the number one offensive and the number one defensive player in the country, that, that this is this means something, and you better look out. This program's on the rise. So Chris and Corey really got us started, uh, headed back in the right direction. Uh, Coach, down here in Miami, the University of Miami, they like to say they're back every year. You made certain they weren't back last week. Your team is good, Coach. Thank you. I, I'm excited about this team. They're fun. That they're they're practicing hard. I, I thought it was really interesting. The open date they had three really good practices, and I'm thinking this isn't normal. And but they like each other. They're having fun. We've got some skill. We still haven't played near our best game. Uh, we've got a great quarterback. We, we've got uh, speed at wide receiver. Omari and Hampton's really a good running back. We're playing better defense, so we we do have a chance. And we have to play every week. And we got to grow up. But this is an older team, and they've been there, done that. They're nine and one, and lost some games last year we shouldn't have won. So uh, it's easy to pinpoint things that we haven't done well to try to help this team do be- do better. Coach, t- tell me about you know your quarterback a little bit. Give me a little inside look about you know what 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 he's like and what I would like about him, and kind of what's making you know uh, Drake May who he is. Chris, he's he's a lot like you in that he was raised in a football family. He, he's got uh, he uh, he has three older brothers. Two of them won national championships. One in baseball, and one in basketball. So they pick on him all the time. But he's very competitive. Um, he had a dad that uh, led the ACC in passing as a quarterback. That's helped raise him and get him in the right places and and get his throwing motion right. And he loves to play. And and like a week before the Syracuse game, open open week, and you would have been this way. I, I said, why don't you back off a little bit? You you've thrown the ball every day. You're working hard. You've been banged up some. He said, man, I, I need to get better. I can't I can't take a playoff. I'm not going to come out of a drill. Um, and the kids just love him. He, he uh, and, and he tell. he reaches out to all of them. He's so positive. If we miss a block, he he gets up and goes back to work. He's tough as hell. And, uh, so he, he's uh, uh, he's one of those guys that has it. Coach, when you left the game, I think I think it was 2013 when you left Texas, uh, and then you came back a couple of years ago at North Carolina. The game you left was vastly different than it is today. So was there an adjustment period for you, Coach? You know, there there was, but not as much as people would think. It's happened since I got back. The first year I was back, there wasn't any transfer portal. There wasn't NIL. The only thing that did really changed was early signing day. And so we were having official visits in spring, and that, that didn't make any difference. They were signing in December in, instead of uh, February. So that, that wasn't a drastic change. People thought it was, but it really wasn't. It, it was just uh, 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 speeded up the process a little bit. But then NILs changed everything. Um, transfer portal and NIL colliding together has changed even more things because now you've got to protect people on your own team. Uh, not even thinking about recruiting. They get re-recruited when you, you get them on your, your team. So you've got to try to figure out uh, who wants to come for the right reasons instead of who's got their hand out. And then you got to figure out 
if they play really good, who's going to stay? Or are they going to have their hand out the second time and leave? Right. <laughs> um, so it, that that's the different part. Now, Gene Chizik stayed out five years as a defensive coordinator. He comes back. Things have drastically changed on offense. Tempo is so much more than it's ever been. And and um, formations and uh, no substitution on defense. So it was a harder adjustment for him last year than it was for me. And, and after a year, he's he's doing a great job for us this year. Coach, it was an incredible environment this week, and you had the big win against the University of Miami. The rankings come out. You're now a top 10 team. In only a few years, it seems like you've done the impossible and turned North Carolina into a football school. You know, we we uh, I'm one that when, when Chris was at Texas, Rick Barnes was really good in basketball. We went to a Final Four by 2004. Uh, so I believe you can be really good in both, and I, I think you piggyback off each other. There's a lot of kids that want to come here for recruiting and look at our basketball team. And when we're making a lot of money, that helps everybody. We've got 28 sports, so we, we need to make that money. So I've, I've never been sensitive about the other sport, but uh, we, we are on a roll right now. Our, our fans are pumped. Uh, the, the, this whole state embraced the Tez Walker situation and trying to help him and, and help him get through some tough times. And, and they're so excited about him being back on the field. And uh, you can't get a ticket. You, you just you can't get a ticket this weekend. Uh, believe it or not, Duke's doing really well. The Duke Carolina game is going to be one of the biggest games in the history of this school. Just trying to get a ticket. It's it's a uh, it's amazing what's happening around here. And uh, and I'm I'm excited about it. So it's it's fun. We I wanted to come back. I missed I missed the guys. I didn't know it. I, sometimes you get tired. and You're tired of media and you're tired of. Uh, fans and you're tired of parents and you're tired of administrations and 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 what you realize is none of that matters you coach because of the guys and if you if you focus on what's right and and what's best then it works and and my job is to treat chris and tez walker like i would want my son to be treated period that's right. it awesome and yeah it doesn't work that way it doesn't work and i can't tell chris and tez that and not do it so people said why did you speak out against the ncaa i thought they were wrong and i'm not a guy that speaks out that's not my personality uh but in this situation if it had been my son i would have stepped up and said this is unfair and that's what i had to do for tez and i'm, I'm so glad that they uh changed their their mind I uh, saw different things and have allowed his, this young guy to play. We're talking about an NFL draft choice. We're talking about NIL money. We're talking about changing a young guy's life here. Yeah, We were 4-0 without him. We're better with him. But it wasn't just that he was a great player. It was the right thing to do. Right. That, that's what's awesome about Coach, guys. I mean, he, he did. I can speak to that. He treated us all like we were his kids. And that goes to his wife, Sally. He never felt like the door wasn't open. If you wanted to go to Coach Brown's house and be like, hey, Coach, we're going to stop over and say hi. Oh, sure, no problem. I mean, he had this awesome house when I first got to Texas that was on Lake Austin, and he'd be like, hey, you guys want to come over and ride the jet skis? Come on, let me know. And we were like, what? Our football coach is telling us this, right? Uh, it just is so – It was. It, he's amazing that way. And, Coach, I want to ask you this as far as – because you were always amazing at – recruiting and connecting with the kids and then the family as well like 
I mean, Mac had my mom and my grandma wrapped around his finger. It didn't matter what school I talked about. I look at them. I mean, oh, I mean, they, you should have my my and my my nanny, which was Nancy. She she's she's you know gone now. R.I.P. to nanny, but she was always like, oh, Christopher, that Mac Brown, that Mac Brown, you know. And so he he was great that way. But what I want to ask you, coach, is just like. How different is that with the NIL? I know you're still making the connection, but do you have to talk to boosters more and money people more now and and, and just deal with that kind of crap, for lack of a better phrase? Yeah, Chris, we're being very unfair to our boosters with NIL. We're asking them to pay for coaches. We're asking them to pay for facilities. We're asking them to buy 40 season tickets. Uh, And then 28 sports are hitting them up for NIL money. It's not sustainable, and we're wearing people out. But what I've decided in in the interim here, Chris, is I'm not going to change anything. We're not giving money up front. If if you want money, it's not going to be that much money, and you can't live off of it. So if if that's more important than coming here, I got it. And and don't come and visit because you're going to get paid by collective after you get here. If you do well, I've said it's about your ball. It's not about your brand. They can say it's not about the ball. They're not going to pay guys that don't play good. That's uh, right. Chris, we're headed more toward an NFL model. That's where we're headed. And, and yeah, hear that. But that that's fact. So at some point, there'll probably be a salary cap, and this player is going to make more than that player. But there's going to be a, a certain amount of money that goes to these players. Um, and there are some things about NIL that are wonderful. Kids are learning how to give back. They're learning how to pay taxes. Uh, there were kids on your team at Texas that didn't have any money. They couldn't even go on a date, and they now they can. They they can get some money. So the, uh, they're, they're, the charity part of it that they have to be involved with to get their money is helping them learn to give back so much. So as much as we criticize NIL, it's not the, the method uh, or it's not the, the NIL itself. It's just the methods that we're doing the process that needs to change. Coach, we're going to let you run in a second here, and we do appreciate the time. Uh, I am wondering, when Chris was at Texas, did his dad visit? And when he did visit, did he act like he owned the entire place? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Back, we, we had Kyle Shanahan on the team, but is very close to Chris. Mm. So Mike and, and Chris's dad would come together. And, and I, so I had some help. There was no question about that. But you know what I, I, I learned? I've got kids and grandkids. Yeah. And I love my kids and I love my grandkids and I'm going to take up for them and I'm going to fight for them. So I don't begrudge parents that love their kids. That's just normal. And I've got to do what's best for the team, but I also have to take care of the guys. And I would always be, be fair. And I can say that, that Mike and Phil were always professional. They were always great. Uh, we went into Lincoln and, and beat Nebraska with Chris. And that was a fun night that it's hard to win in Lincoln and, and uh, I, I, I will say that in both of those cases, neither dad was always happy because they never are, uh, right. but very, very professional with me and very classy. And I love both families. This is actually new to me. And, and I don't want to keep Coach Brown too long. But I, I so my dad, uh, you know, coach said it right. I don't I never knew any knowledge of him ever saying anything to coach. He was never like that in high school. So he might have came to practice and and whatever else, but he wasn't overbearing. But I found out maybe within the last year that, and I, and coach can speak to this because I don't even know this. 
My mom supposedly went into Coach Brown's office once and gave her two cents, right? Mm, She didn't tell me. I had no idea. And I'm sorry for that, Coach, but please, what did she say? If you don't, like, tell the audience. I'm not even (laughs) sure what she said. Oh, I want to hear this. Um, And like I said, I've got a a 12-year-old grandson that didn't make the A basketball team and he's not very tall, and I'm mad at the coach. I don't know the coach. I've never seen him practice. <laughs> I want him to play. So I totally understand parents taking up for their kids, and and I don't resent that at all. I, I just tell the parents, I got a hard job. I got to make sure that I do what's best for the team. It doesn't always fit exactly what you want for your son, but I got that. That That's fair as, as you, you go through and look at it, and 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 that is. I do remember Chris threw like five touchdown passes against A&M. Yeah, well, yeah, I think we had three or four. Might have hit five against Oklahoma State and Les Miles out there, I think, one game. Right, because you hit Sloan down the boundary once against the Right. Chris's dad was up in the stands, and he turned and gave him the thumbs up. And uh, that was a sign. Uh, <laughs> it was a little bit awkward for us because I, I used that before I got to Texas, but that, that was kind of hard in front of 100,000 at, at the Royal Memorial Stadium. But, but – they, they forgave you because we scored five touchdown passes. Uh, that's what happens when you have a guy from Jersey down in Texas. I didn't realize that was Don't their signal, it. right? We got Longhorns. Everybody else down in that region of the country felt like because our thing was so popular, they all had to have their own little hand <laughs> signal. So I'm literally like little, just happy. I'm, running, I'm th- thumbs up to my family, and I got a friend in the crowd. And like late in the fourth quarter, my one of my friends on the sidelines like, man, you were trolling A&M today, huh? Or, you know, they had some word. And I was like, what do you mean? The thumbs up? You know, they call it gigum. And I had no idea. And I was like, oh, man, I didn't know. So I had some people on my case for a little while on that. <laughs> First month in, in Austin, there was a, a political convention they wanted us to come to. And uh, R.C. Slocum, John David Crow, Coach Stallings, all Aggies were down there. And I was with them. And one guy comes up, and he was nagging. He said, let's take a picture. So they all throw the thumbs up. So here I am getting ready to throw the thumbs up. R.C. grabbed it and said, no, don't be an idiot. You'll be fired before you even coach it. <laughs> right. Coach, he's turned into a big media star. You're not surprised, are you? A big media star. I'm, I'm proud. He was a great player. He, he was a great pro player. He's tough as nails. He's smart. Uh, I always loved that he he's, uh, had strong opinions, and that's why he was such a good player. Um, and he, he backs him up. He believes it. And I love listening to him now. So I watch him all the time and I'm very proud of him. And, and it just, uh, it, it's one of the most wonderful things about, uh, my life. It's incredible because of people like Chris in it. But if you think, uh, most people never get to be a head coach, they sure don't get to be a head coach for more than three years. I've been a head coach 35 years. So there's so many incredible young people in my life that I feel like are family. And, and it's just uh, it's just unbelievable the, the the pride that I have in them, and and that's what's made my life special. And Sally feels the same way. And Chris has talked about Sally. She's that's my best recruiting job. I don't know what. <laughs> I, I will say this, and we have to let you guys go, and and we appreciate it. By the way, PFT with Mike Florio for Sims on Button Podcast Football Night in America has the Dolphins and the Eagles this Sunday night. Uh, I will tell you what I've noticed here from Chris Sims. One, he has not cursed once because he respects you. Two, he got embarrassed. I've never seen him be embarrassed before with a thumbs up. Three And three, I wish for a second, just for a moment, that Chris Sims at some point in our lifetime will look at me the way he has looked at you, Coach, for the last 25 minutes. Same. I mean, 
Kick some butt, Coach. Go Thanks. Tar Heels. See ya. Sims, we man. appreciate it, man. That was a nice little surprise for you. I know we didn't – listen, we didn't talk a lot of NFL football. It's okay. The NFL, we've got 12, 15 more weeks to do so, okay? Uh, that was awesome. It really was. It was a pleasant <laughs> surprise. That was awesome. Uh, my only regret is that you and Billy didn't get to fight. I mean, that's nah, it. Yeah. I know. We'll be back next week. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> he blew you yeah, kiss. They're blowing. That's he blew my nice. middle finger. Nice. Oh, my God. That's not nice. <laughs> Blur that out, mother. Okay, okay. Great. Oh, now Matt's gone, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. I don't got to respect you guys, all right? I just got to respect him. All right, it's time to bring on Carl Douglas and the guys. K-Funk's going to be mad. I didn't call it K-Funk and the crew. Like, he's going to get mad at me. He will. Yeah. Uh, Share Bear went 5-0, and oh, huh? Share Bear went 5-0, and oh, and now he's getting all cocky over here. Did I really? I didn't even know. See? Oh, great. No way. <laughs> the thing that's great about it is that you don't even know that you went 5-0, and oh, and K-Funk was, like, texting me about it, and he was very well, upset you... that you were 5-0, and oh, I would say. No, I, I wasn't upset. I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> But I post because you posted that. Sometimes you don't post that shit on Twitter. You post that thing on Twitter. So I was looking at everyone's picks, and me, Gordy, and Carl. I think we're all two and three. Yeah. And Sherry Bear went five and zero oh, straight cash, homie. Well, well, I just I, I messed up. I booked a flight from uh, I booked a flight from uh, I thought it was from Arizona Fort Myers yesterday, and I wasn't paying attention. I put Fort Myers to Arizona. So I get <laughs> I get to the airport. I get to the airport, and they're like. Uh, Sorry, uh, your flight, you missed it. I go, what do you mean? It's all, I still have an hour. Like, no, it's fine right now. So I don't have a flight with red eyes. So I'm exhausted right now. Uh, Carl, let's get to the games right now. Lions at Ravens, okay? And by the way, is that a Ram hat? Do you have the Rams hat? Yeah, the Ram hat this okay, time. Good. I know it's a Ram hat for sure, for sure. <laughs> let's go Lions at Ravens. Big game this week. Ravens are minus three. Game is in Baltimore. Carl, a lot of people saying the Lions could make it to the Super Bowl. Who you taking here? I think the Lions, Stu Gods, are the third best team in the NFC. Huh. They're on a roll, and I'll take the Lions and give up the points. Okay. K-Fog, who you taking? Um, I'm going to take Baltimore in this game. I think everyone's, everyone's riding the Lions pretty high. I went to the game last week. They did, I bet on the Lions against the Bucks. They destroyed them. So I'm going to go with the Ravens at home here. Gord, who you taking here? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm favoring the Ravens here. I just think uh, at home they're tough, uh, very – very good defense. And then I just don't think the Lions can handle a mobile quarterback. Mm. You know, so I, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Sure, Bear, who are you taking here? Under Armour stocks been down a little bit. I'm going to go with the Lions. All right. We go to Chargers at Chiefs. Another big game, AFC. Chiefs minus five and a half. Carl, who are you taking? My Chiefs have been letting me down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My Chargers yeah. have been mm, letting yes. me down all season. Right. I think the Chiefs are going to bounce back this year, this week. I'll take the Chiefs and give up the points. All right, Chiefs minus five and a half. The Chargers are confounding, Carl. They're hard to root for. <laughs> I love them. I hate the coach, man. It's the coach's problem. I oh. like All right, you want to fire him? Hot seat? Uh, yeah, we gave him another year this time. We gave him a new OC. He's a defensive coach. The defense is terrible, man. Yes. All right. Uh, Cher Bear, who are you taking here? Uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Good old Kansas City. I was out of chicken and pickle this weekend in Arizona where the Chicken and pickle originated Kansas City, and uh, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Let's go to uh, let's go to Gord. I'm gonna go Chargers. This is always a tight matchup, and I don't know. I, I just think I like LA a little bit better in this one. Okay, K Funk. I love how I flustered Share Bear here because he had the Chargers also with me, and I hope this doesn't backfire on me. But I'm sticking with the Chargers. I think it's gonna be a close game. The Chargers. 
uh, been playing pretty well lately. They just haven't been winning. Uh, Packers at Broncos. Broncos plus one. Who are you taking? Tough game, tough game, but I'm going to go with the Packers. I'll give up. I'll take the one point, and I'll go with Jordan Love. All right. K-Funk, who you taking? This is a tough one, man. I don't even know who to pick. I would. I want to say the Packers, but for some reason, I'm going to take Denver, even though they're terrible. Um, I'm going to go with the Broncos. All right. Uh, Gord, who you taking here? Yeah, this is a weird game. Um, I'm kind of like what K-Funk's thinking here, but I just really want to pull the trigger on Green Bay. You know Mojo played for the Packers, right? You should- I have to go. This is for Mojo, you know, because that's all he talks about. Like he actually played on the team, but he was only really on, on the, the practice team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not even the practice team. He was in preseason. He never made the team. The truth comes that's out. That's why he had to go to the WWE and call Papa Gronk and I to get him a tryout. Did you, re- did you really get him a tryout? Yes, you can ask him. Wait a minute. How did that happen? Because my dad's college roommate's Mike Rotundo, who runs the WWE, and we were always telling Mojo, like, Mojo, dude, you're one funny dude, but you can't be, like, you know, 340 pounds of sloppiness, you know, and and you're not going to make a team in the NFL. And so he pretty much was like, yeah, you know what? I need to use my skills and do something else. And I I sent him over a Stairmaster. The dude literally (laughs) busted his ass. He lost, like, 69 pounds. And uh, he went in for the tryout and absolutely killed it. And the rest is history. He took it from there. But it was because of Papa, Papa Gronk, the one who got him that tryout. So Mojo owes you everything. I'll let him uh, tell he you that. Me a lot, too. So we won't get I, into that. Okay, folks, I he owes like- us a whole lot. He'll just say he, he, he'll probably say he owes us nothing. Share Bear, you're up. Yeah, Share Bear. Who do you have, the Packers or the Broncos? I heard it's, it's either this week or next week. I don't know which one, but you got Antonio Freeman bobblehead night, and I'm just going to go with the Packers for the next okay. two weeks. Just because the- All right. I like it. Uh, Dolphins at Eagles. This is the game of the weekend, Carl Douglas. Game of the weekend, Sunday night football. Dolphins at Eagles. Eagles minus two and a half points at home. I have Raheem Mostert on my fantasy team. Yeah. He's been killing it all year. I'm going to keep riding with Raheem. Give me the Dolphins. All right. K-Fog, who you taking? I'm going to take my Dolphins here, okay. even though this is, the, this is my toughest game, obviously, of the week. Uh, Share Bear, who you going with here? I'll stick with the Dolphins. Well, I'll go with K-Fog on this one. Okay. I'm willing, to, I'm willing to lose that we both lose even. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to give him a chance to even get, get a game up on me, so I don't care what happens. Okay, Gordy. They didn't cover the spread last week, and Miami did, and it's hard to cover, you know, back-to-back weeks, and I just don't see the Eagles losing back-to-back weeks. Final game here, 49ers at Vikings, Kirk Cousins. Mm. <laughs> Still the best quarterback in the NFL, Billy? Yeah. Uh, Hall of Famer, first ballot? First ballot, yeah, okay. for sure. <laughs> Vikings are getting it. Yeah, Billy has a first ballot. Yeah. <laughs> five years from the day he retires, he strolls into Canton. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> a five-year walk from <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> He's crazy, Carl. <laughs> I can't believe that, Billy. And I like you, Billy. I like you. My goodness. You're nice. I agreed with you when you first said it. <laughs> you know how it works, Carl. Sometimes you just anyway, say things. Uh, I'm sorry, but Carl, 49ers and Vikings. Vikings plus seven. Will the Hall of Famer pull off an upset here? 
because Billy is my guy. Yeah. And seven points is a lot of points. Wow. I'll take the points. Give me the Vikings and the points. Wow. How about that? I now I feel pressure on this game. <laughs> did you know that you were Carl's guy? Thank you, Carl. I appreciate that. But did you know that you were Carl's guy? It feels good to it feels good to hear him say. You I know? want to be Carl's guy. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey, don't you? I mean, so of course. I know. This is great this place is, to be. The great place to be. Yeah, to be your guy, but it's Billy, and it's not me, and that's bullshit. Shit, Carl Douglas. We got a time. Give me a break. When we got a time. Yeah. All, right. All right. Hey, fuck. Who you taking here? Um, I'm taking Minnesota here. Uh, I don't know why, um, but I'm taking them. Uh, Gord, who you taking here? Same thing. I'm going to take Minnesota. I, I, I just think it's too big of a spread at home. It's tough to lose by you know two touchdowns at home, and uh, San Fran's pretty beat up right now. All right, Share Bear. I'm going to go with my bank theories like last week. You know, U.S. Bank. There's no holidays Monday, so uh, mm-hmm. let's go uh, Let's go Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> Promote the law firm on the way out, Carl. Best firm in California, Douglas Hicks Law. Give us a call. Okay. Uh, I want OJ next week, okay? Make it happen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fun little episode this week, huh? Nice episode, yes. Yeah. Were you surprised we asked Austin Eckler about getting punched in the head? Well, no, we had him on the, the morning after he got punched yeah, in the head. Yeah, that's why, but yes. I'm asking if you're surprised that we just went there right away and asked him, hey, what is it like getting punched I in mean, the head? I mean, we went right into Austin. He's a friend of ours. It we like him. It was a pregame. Right, it was. It, it happened before the pre-game. game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought it was fat. It was so out of character for Austin to be doing it. We've gotten to know Austin a little bit on the show. Yeah. He's a peacemaker. He's a lover. He's not a fighter. Well, that's I mean, that's how he got hit in the head, though, because right. he was trying to trying to make peace. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> got his head exploded. Well, no, it just. I mean, the helmet popped off. Yeah, he just got hit with the you know helmet came off. Go to strike. Dante Fowler. <laughs> What'd you call him earlier in the episode? Mike? Don't say it. <laughs> Don't say it on TV. It's why we can't air the gay punk segment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dolphins and Eagles, Billy. Big one this week. It is. Yeah. How do you think it's going to go? I think the Dolphins are going to win. Really? I think the Dolphins are the best team in the NFL. I do. I I hope so. I'm worried about another Bills repeat. Listen, win or lose, we have no idea. But I just think they're the best team in the NFL. All right. And I think they'll win the game outright. All right. Well, God bless football. God bless football. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? 
back. If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus.